right, Jody Vance in for Mike Smith and Bill Thielman in for Keith Baldry. It is Bill's Beat today. Veteran BC political strategist and campaigner, former Vancouver City Council candidate Bill Thielman is with me. Lots to chew on. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Jody. Where do we start? I think we start with this <laughs> abacus poll, don't we? Don't we start yeah. with the polling? Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive into absolutely. what, okay, lay it out. What are you seeing here? Well, there's two abacus polls, so I think we're going to talk about the BC one, but uh, there is no yes. question that uh, basically uh, we could have had Kevin Falcon on with your last two guests because I think he's had a near-death experience as well when he saw this poll in the last couple that have come out. <laughs> I see what uh, you did there. I see it, what you did there. Yeah, I know. Well, I do listen to CKNW, obviously. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, what we're looking at is an extraordinarily strong split between the Conservatives, BC Conservatives, John Rusted's basically new party, and also uh, the BC United under Kevin Falcon. So, as you can imagine, the NDP don't have to be doing their absolute A-game in order to have a massive, massive split on the center-right. And what we're looking at right now is, uh, as you may have discussed or may be discussing later, but uh, the BC NDP under David Eby, the Premier, 44%, the Rusted Conservatives at 26% in second place, and the uh, Kevin Falcon BC United 17% in third place, and the Greens with Sonia First and Leader at 9%. So this, if it stayed exactly like this, the NDP with 44% would, would clean up and win seats in areas they haven't seen, if ever, uh, in a very, very, very long time. And so pretty clearly uh, for Kevin Falcon, uh, this is not the first or the second third-place finish we've seen from BC United. Um, they're obviously better organized, have more experienced politicians. They have resources. They raise more money than the BC Conservatives. But you have to start wondering if we're in a 1991 situation here in the sense that a party is going to uh, go way, way up from basically nowhere. And that was the BC Liberals in 19, 1991 under Gordon Wilson, who had uh, almost no presence whatsoever and suddenly became the opposition. So okay. what does it all so mean? <laughs> what does it all mean? But as a political strategist, you're you're perfectly poised to give us a, a perspective on how did how did this come to be? Is it that the rebranding of the BC Liberals to BC United has confused uh, people who are called and asked in these polls, or, or or you know they just they don't they don't know who they're voting for? They're looking and saying, well, I'm I'm leaning to the conservative side, or perhaps they're they're listening to Pierre Poliev and thinking that that is a BC conservative because kind of like the BC Liberals enjoyed some people thinking that the BC Liberals were a center-center-left party because they were like the federal Liberals. Like, what do you see playing out here? Well, it's just like a planetary alignment of a, in a very negative way for the BC United Party. I mean, first of all, Jody, the, the, vo- the, the idea that they, you can change your name and there's no loss of... Um, uh, of support, I always said was kind of crazy. And they'd gone through several elections where lots of people really didn't like the federal liberals in the past. Uh, clearly, Gordon Campbell and Christy Clark won several elections between them. <clears throat> so I thought, you know, like, this is already over anyway. The people kind of know in BC, the BC liberal is the center-right coalition. It's not the federal liberals. But they decided to change it. Kevin Falcon was very keen on that when he became the new leader, and they did. There's number one. Number two, 
They did not predict, obviously, the Pierre Polyev factor in all of this. And Mr. Polyev now has, a, according to uh, the same pollsters, advocates who are quite reputable, uh, about a 19-point lead federally. So there's lots and lots of spillover. And if the name is conservative, you're going to get some of that spillover. And that's what John Rustad and Bruce Badman have in their party. It's the BC Conservatives. So some people, unlike uh, you and I and, and Mike Smith and, and Keith Baldry, don't follow politics that closely. They just take a look once in a while and they hear BC Conservatives and federal conservatives and they don't like the Trudeau Liberals and they say, hey, it's got to be the same thing or pretty close to it. That's, that's a good choice for me. When you get to an election, whether that'll be the case when there's lots of advertising, lots of media about the differences, I'm not so sure. Um, but <clears throat> those two factors, and then the third factor, uh, which was also in Kevin Falcon's control, he threw John Rusted out of the caucus, and it was over sort of carbon tax, climate change issues, and um, that is turning out to be a fairly substantive mistake, I think. And we'll see if anybody else jumps the ship. There's a few others who I still think might go over there, but it is looking more and more like between the name change and the caucus caucus uh, ejection seat that that could really make an, an enormous difference in the next election. So with the BC United and the BC Conservatives rather splitting that center-right, right, far-right vote, if you will, um, does that open up huge opportunity for the NDP in maybe a few ridings that would traditionally have been a Liberal or Dash slash BC United riding? Yes, it does in certain circumstances, but I, uh, and in speaking with Mike in the past uh, couple of weeks as well, I've, I've given one cautionary note for my friends uh, who are running the NDP show. If the BC Conservatives keep rising, they could win back seats or win seats that the NDP took from the Liberals last time with, when they had a very nice run with John Horgan. So, uh, you know, I would be nervous if I was an MLA in Chilliwack or, or Langley or Richmond even, uh, some of the other areas where you've got Kelowna, the BC maybe. Conservatives who are, yeah, yeah. well, and, uh, but there's, Lake yeah, and Kelowna as well. Uh, there's BC Conservative strength in all those areas is, is starting to approach a level that could elect members, and they could put the NDP into second place and BC United into third place in those writings for sure. Um, now, that's really a, a massive change from the days when the BC Liberals would hold all those seats. So that's, that's you know, there's some caveats here. This is a nice split right now. If it gets any worse than that, uh, for the Conservatives getting higher and the United getting lower, for the United, then uh, it's a it's another whole new ball game, and uh, it makes it much more difficult if you're the NDP to feel confident. You can still sit there in the 40s, but look at the other side and say, these guys are going to take a bunch of seats. Okay, let's look at the federal picture. Similar conversations there when we are looking at, what is this? It's a Douglas Todd t tweet about uh, RBC predicting 60% of all stand outstanding mortgages with Canadian banks will be up for renewal, renewal during the next three years. And, and this will lead to, to payment shocks. Lots of people worried about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about near-death experience. <laughs> will you get your new right. your letter from the bank or the credit oh. union saying, oh, you remember that floating uh, or that fixed mortgage rate you had at 2%? Well, now it's 10%. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. This is really, I, uh, I, I hate to say it, but you and I probably remember the 1982 um, real estate market crash here in BC. And it was, you know, interest rates were much, much, much higher, 2018, 19, 20%. But we saw a situation where lots of people lost their homes or their second homes or investment homes. Um, we're getting up to this pay, uh, this area of the number of people ex in, uh, who have exposure to their mortgages. And uh, what RBC, the Royal Bank of Canada, is saying, 
around 60% of all outstanding mortgages with Canadian charter banks are up for renewal over the next three years. 60%. That's like the majority 60. of people with a mortgage are going to have to renegotiate their mortgage over the next three years. Now, if that doesn't make Pierre Polyev rub his hands together with glee, I don't know what does, because mm-hmm. we've seen time and again, poll after poll, and they're federal and provincial, number one issue, affordability, cost of living, inflation, and number two issues, housing. And this hits both of those. Cody Vance in for Mike Smith. It is Bill's Beat. Bill Thielman, veteran BC political strategist and campaigner, former Vancouver City Council candidate. We're taking your calls on how the landscape is shifting and and significantly likely to impact provincially, BC United, and federally, the federal liberals with the rise in the both the federal conservatives and the BC conservatives as far as the polling shows, Bill, I mean, it really is. It's quite something at first. It was like, wow, that's, you know, that's quite a poll. And now it's pretty consistent numbers, whether it's Abacus or Angus Reid or what have you. The surge is real. Um, and and how things play out in the next number of months will be fascinating. On a federal level, just before we get to phone calls, 604-280-9898 is the number, star 9898 on your cell phone. How do you see things playing out in terms of when we might be going to the polls federally? Well, when you look at these recent numbers, the most recent numbers, Jody, uh, 42% conservative, 23% liberal, 19% NDP. Um, you'd have to think that the NDP at some point, they're holding their own. They're, they're not you know, ri- rising rapidly, or anything, but they're holding their own around 19, 20%. So you'd have to think at some point they want to get clear of the wake of the Titanic, uh, which is the Trudeau liberals at this point, and uh, put some daylight between them and, and Trudeau because they right now have a confidence and supply agreement to keep the liberals in power for another couple of years. Yeah. Um, so I have to wonder whether they will be looking in 2024 for an issue where they can say, you know what, we're, we're done with you guys. We're going to go sit in the uh, legislature or the parliament buildings by ourselves and uh, we'll vote for things we think are good and vote against things that are bad. And so we'll back to classic minority situation, which could lead to an early election. Now, that would be fatal for the Liberals, pretty clearly, at this point, unless they can really turn their their fortunes around in a great hurry. But uh, even more problematic for BC United and BC, uh, they don't have much choice. There's an October election coming up, and if the NDP call it any earlier, I mean, that would uh, make it even worse for them, probably. Probably. Okay, let's get to the phone lines. We start with uh, Rob in Chilliwack. Welcome to the show, Rob. Hi, good morning. Um, yeah, so as for uh, federally-wise, uh, my intentions, yeah, I will be voting uh, for the BC Conservative Party and Mr. Rusted. Uh, it's not because of uh, Pierre Polyev, by the way. I, he, that guy has not sold me, not one bit. It's because of John Rustad and how he stands up to uh, David Eby and uh, Kevin Falcon. And I'm sure Mr. Falcon is shaking in his boots now going, why did I, why did I oust Mr., uh, <clears throat> Mr. Rustad from the party? So I will be voting BC Conservative. And by the way, my grandfather's brother, I think I've told you this before, Jody, what used to be the Premier of Saskatchewan, Woodrow Lloyd. Yeah. So I used to, yeah, I used to vote left. I just can't see it anymore. Mr. Eby has a few things here uh, that he's going to have to answer to, and that's the carbon tax, public safety, and government overreach. Uh, and when I say government overreach, I'm talking about Surrey policing, overriding the citizens, and I'm talking about stepping on municipalities and their housing ideology. You know, the NDP railed against the carbon tax. They're going to have to answer why you're, you're, you're taking $3 billion a year from the citizens of this province. And now it's nothing more than a tax grab as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, weekend politics is, uh, I'm sure Bill would agree, is an eternity 
things can turn around. And I know, I know Mr. Eby is up in the polls and, and the NDP are up in the polls, but he was acclaimed, uh, you know, premier of this province, by the way. And, and uh, he hasn't been elected as premier when they ousted uh, Angelia Potterai, if you guys all remember that. So he has to be elected as premier to, to really, uh, to really, I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, call himself the premier because he was kind of anointed. Um, they have a lot to answer to the, for this party, but I will definitely be voting for the Conservative Party and Mr. John Rustad, and I think he's doing a great job. So thank you very much. You guys have a good day. Thank you. Great call. Very impassioned call. Robin Chilliwack has a very clearly formed opinion <laughs> about what he feels is true. Interesting about the Surrey Police Services being a part of it from Robin Chilliwack. Interesting to, to note the housing piece really has some up in arms, Bill. We're seeing a lot of pushback on how the provincial government is managing municipalities and zoning. Uh, what do you see happening on that file? Because there is, you can see it, you can see the um, the strategy behind the wording of those who don't like um, how the NDP, the BC NDP are, are addressing, if we might, um, the, the housing crisis that we're in here in British Columbia. Yeah, all good points, Shodi. And I think the most interesting thing from Rob is that he says he's a former left, center-left voter, former NDP voter, and that he's going to vote for the BC Conservatives. And I think a lot of people see politics as a linear ideological line. So you would see the BC mm-hmm. Conservatives on the far farther right side, and then next you'd find the BC Liberals, and then further away you'd find the BC NDP and the BC Greens. But I see it as circular. And so I, I don't find it unusual, and there's lots of evidence to this effect, that some people... Uh, ideologically come election time will jump from uh, a left-wing party to a right-wing party because they're not happy with certain issues. And you, you identified one of them, the legislation that uh, we just saw fit, passed last week in the final uh, week of the legislature where municipalities are basically going to be told by the province, you know, your zoning will be this and you're not going to have any zoning, any public hearings on zoning or rezoning on anything basically if it fits within uh, the zoning we've laid out here and we still haven't seen those regulations, um, Bob's your uncle, it's done. So that's when people wake up to find that 20-story building going next, up next to their house or their small condo building, uh, they're going to be shocked. And so I think that one's going to take a little longer to play out. People who are following it closely get it. And look, the government is trying to do something about the housing crisis. I don't agree with all the things they're doing, but I don't think they're, they're coming at it from some ill intent. But um, it could have very unintended consequences. Right. There, I think resoundingly people would agree that the, doing what we've always done to this point, regardless of your political stripe, isn't working. So mm. trying to find places and spaces for people to live quickly um, with ever more people arriving to British Columbia on the daily, uh, something's got to give. It'll be interesting in an ongoing conversation. Lots of fodder for you and I, Bill Thielman. Always Indeed. a pleasure to get to hang out with you for a little bit on the radio. Thank you for doing this for me. Thanks, Jody.